1: Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen
2: Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today.
1: The war between Israel and Hamas is now in its fourth day, and the conflict may be entering a new phase. Overnight, Israel pounded downtown Gaza City with more bombardments, and the Israeli military is now building a base next to the Gaza Strip that can accommodate tens of thousands of soldiers. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says the response to Hamas is just beginning. I know that we all want immediate results.
3: It will take time, but I promise you, dear Israeli citizens, at the end of this campaign, all of our enemies will know that it was a grave mistake to attack Israel. What we will do to our enemies in the coming days will reverberate with them for generations.
1: Prime Minister Netanyahu spoke through an interpreter. Meanwhile, Hamas is warning Israel not to attempt a ground invasion. Ali Baraka is a senior official with Hamas.
3: Our allies are ready to join the fight if Gaza is subjected to a war of annihilation. They will not sit with their hands tied. The government of Israel knows they will open the gates of hell if they try to destroy Gaza and to use non traditional weapons to destroy Gaza, like American weapons.
1: Ali Baraka with Hamas also spoke through an interpreter.
2: Well, Nathan, the war has already claimed at least 1,600 lives. But after Saturday's Hamas incursion, Israel is promising a severe response. We spoke with the country's minister of strategic affairs, Ron Dermer.
4: Israel will always remember that day. But all the terror organizations around us are going to remember this period for a very long time and the critical miscalculation that Hamas made, thinking that it was going to be business as usual in Israel. Believe me, it is not. The people are outraged. Uh, And they have awoken, not a sleeping giant, but a sleeping Maccabee. And they're going to see it in the days and weeks ahead.
2: Israeli Strategic Affairs Minister Ron Dermer did not say whether there'll be a ground invasion, but many Israelis and Palestinians expect one.
1: Meanwhile, Karen, the Biden administration says the first shipments of security aid to Israel are already on the way. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has the story.
5: There had been some question about what the U.S. could do, but National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says, it's important that the aid go now and more will be on the way soon. Meanwhile, Kirby on MSNBC says there is no known direct link between Iran and Hamas on the initial attacks.
2: No, we do not. We don't have any specific intelligence or evidence that points to direct participation by Iran. That said, of course, uh, Iran has long supported Hamas and other terrorist networks.
5: And the president is set to make an address later today. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio.
2: All right, Ed, thank you, and stick with Bloomberg for full coverage of the president's remarks later this afternoon. While this morning we're learning more about how the White House might package aid for Israel and Ukraine, and Bloomberg's Amy Morris has details from Washington.
6: One group of lawmakers proposed the Biden administration pursue a joint aid package linking Israel and Ukraine. The idea is to capitalize on broad support for Israel to overcome Republican opposition to funding for Ukraine. As sources tell Bloomberg they raised that idea over the weekend, but White House officials call that discussion premature because it isn't clear yet just how much assistance Israel might need. The House of Representatives needs to pass an Israel package quickly but remains at an impasse without a House speaker in place. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Radio.
1: Okay, Amy, thank you. Now, the coverage of the war, particularly on social media, is getting a lot of scrutiny. Let's get more on that from Bloomberg's Lisa Mateo.
2: Despite Elon Musk's acquisition and policy changes at X Corp, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter has been flooded with misinformation about the Israel Hamas conflict. Many of the posts repurposed old images of armed violence, passing them off as new, and were pushed by anonymous accounts that carried blue check marks under X's paid subscription service. Others even posted military footage from video games. An X Corp account stated that it is responding, but it's also in the public's best interest to understand what's happening in real time and users should change their settings to control what they see. Lisa Mateo, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Lisa, thanks. Well, former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, who was also once the president of Harvard, is blasting the university. On X Summers, who is also a paid contributor for Bloomberg Television, said he is, quote, sickened by the institution's lack of response after some student groups blamed Israel for Hamas's attack. After Summers' post, Harvard released a statement speaking of the, quote, death and destruction unleashed by the attack by Hamas that targeted citizens in Israel.
1: Well, jitters over the Israel-Hamas war just one of the reasons— Investors are piling into the safety of U.S. Treasuries. They had their best day since the regional banking blowup in March. The move may be more pronounced than normal because the market was closed yesterday for the holiday.
2: And Nathan, speculation the Fed may be done with rate hikes is also fueling a drop in Treasury yields this morning. We get the latest with Bloomberg's John Tucker.
1: John.
3: Dallas Fed President Lori Logan says elevated yields could help take some of the heat out of the economy.
1: If term premiums rise, they could do some of the work of cooling the economy for us leaving less need for additional monetary policy tightening to achieve the FOMC's objectives.
3: And Fed Vice Chair Philip Jefferson said he's watching the increase in Treasury yields as a potential further restraint on the economy. In other words, the markets are doing the Fed's work for it.
2: All right, John, thanks. It's time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. For that, we're joined by Bloomberg's Amy Morris. Amy. Thank you, Karen. House
6: Republicans appear divided on a new speaker. Lawmakers held what was described as an emotional two-hour meeting last night over the party's leadership situation after Kevin McCarthy was ousted last week. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan and Louisiana Steve Scalise are the two leading contenders. Republican Florida Congressman Matt Gates spoke before the closed meeting.
1: Two great leaders, and I think either of them will do a great job for us.
6: More meetings are scheduled for this week, while a vote to fill the House speakership could happen as early as tomorrow. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says he's letting go of the party of his ancestors as he continues his race for the White House, Bloomberg's Nancy Lyons explains. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is declaring his independence from the Democratic Party, announcing he'll run for president now as an independent. He chose Philadelphia to make his announcement.
4: I've come here today to declare our independence from the tyranny of corruption, which robs us of affordable lives, our belief in the future and our respect for each other.
6: Kennedy will now need to get his name on the ballot in all 50 states, which is always a challenge for independent candidates. I'm Nancy Lyons, Bloomberg Radio. And another political shakeup as former Texas Congressman Will Hurd says he's dropping out of the race for the White House and endorsing Nikki Haley. Hurd is an outspoken critic of former President Trump and is urging candidates to rally around Haley. An average of polls from 538 shows the former South Carolina governor making inroads after her debate performances. Haley is now in second place in New Hampshire, three points ahead of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. President Biden has been interviewed by the special counsel leading an investigation into his handling of classified documents. In a statement, the White House says the voluntary interview was conducted at the White House Sunday and Monday, and it adds that Biden and the White House are cooperating with the probe and being transparent. Special counsel and former Trump administration member Robert Hur was appointed earlier this year after classified materials from Biden's time as vice president were found at his Delaware home and an old office in Washington, D.C., Global News, 24 hours a day powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Amy Morris, and this is Bloomberg.
2: Karen. All right, Amy, thank you. We bring you news throughout the day here on Bloomberg Radio, but now you can get the latest news on demand whenever you want it. Subscribe to Bloomberg News Now to get the latest headlines at the click of a button. Get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business App, Bloomberg.com, plus Apple, Spotify, and anywhere. Where else you get your podcasts it is time
3: now for the bloomberg sports update here's john stash hour john here the Atlanta Braves, best team in baseball this season, best offensive team, and yet they began this series with the Phillies not scoring a single run for the first 14 innings. The Braves lost the opener and trailed game two, nothing in the sixth inning, and then mounted their comeback. A run in the sixth, two in the seventh on a Travis Darno home run, and then in the eighth inning. Everybody on their feet at Truist Park. Acuna third, two down, three and two. 4-3 Phillies, bottom eight. The pitch to Riley. Swing and a high fly ball. Left field. That one back towards the wall. That one is gone. Austin Riley. It's a two-run homer and the Braves have the lead. ESPN had the call. They won the game 5-4. to four. The game ended with a bizarre double play. A sensational catch in center field by Michael Harrison. The Braves doubled up bryce harper at first in at first base arizona again beat the dodgers four to two the diamondbacks 16 games behind la in the regular season but up to nothing in this series monday night football in las vegas the raiders had lost eight in a row to the packers they beat green bay 17 13 as they intercepted the young packer quarterback jordan love three times including one in the end zone in the final minute, Viking star wide receiver Justin Jefferson has a hamstring injury. The team says they won't rush him back. Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback for the Colts, could miss four to six weeks with a shoulder injury. John Stash, Bloomberg Sports.
4: Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at steeple.com That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com.
1: Steeple Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. We continue to monitor fast-moving developments in the Israel-Hamas war now into its fourth day. Overnight, Israel struck downtown Gaza City with more bombardments, and the military is now building a base near the Gaza Strip, raising questions about whether Israel is preparing a ground assault against Hamas. For the latest, we're joined now by Bloomberg's Israel Bureau Chief, Ethan Bronner. Ethan, again, it is good to have you with us. Thanks for your time. Just get us up to speed on the latest that's happened in the last 20 20- 24 hours.
5: Sure thing, Nathan. I mean, you've uh, just told us uh, most of what we know that's new. So in essence, we have about 300,000 reservists and other soldiers, uh, Israeli soldiers who've been rapidly moved to the south. Uh, hundreds of them, by the way, were picked up on airplanes uh, in Europe by the uh, IDF, by the military and the foreign ministry organizing flights to bring them home for this they are uh preparing uh what is we expect to be a massive assault you're right that they have not spelled out for us that it's going to be a ground war but it seems inevitable that it will be be the first time in almost 10 years that israel does that um and uh beyond that the americans have sent uh, are sending over a fair amount of military help for this the israelis have said that they're Uh, supplies are stretched. I assume this uh, involves the Patriot missile anti-missile system that they have, as well as basic equipment for soldiers and things for drones to watch uh, and prepare for uh, uh, hits from the air. So all of that is what's going on. Uh, it's a very tense time. The uh, the military has told Israelis that they should have 72 hours' worth of uh, food and uh, drink in their homes, uh, preparing, obviously, for some kind of a counterattack, possibly from Hamas, but also possibly from the north, from Hezbollah. Uh, the uh, the Hezbollah is also, suppl- uh, sup- also um, helped by Iran. Iran has denied that it was involved in the attack from the south, uh, but it, it is also warning uh, Israel not to, be, not to do uh, terrible things in, in Gaza or that it'll pay some consequences.
1: And those consequences from what we're hearing include a threat from Hamas that hostages that are now being held in the Gaza Strip uh, could be put in danger, could be killed. This looks like this could Uh, escalate
5: rather quickly, Ethan. I think that it is going to escalate. uh, There's no question about it. The main thing here is that the the hostage situation, of course, is very emotional for everybody, for anybody who who pays attention. Uh, I have to tell you that the way the Israeli military commanders are talking about it, though, they are fairly cold-blooded about it. They are not uh, saying that uh, the hostage situation is going to change their plans. Uh, It makes it sound like the hostages may become victims of an attack. Uh, But it is true that Hamas... uh, is saying, if you don't give warnings to civilian buildings that we are going to hit, that each time you don't give a warning, we'll kill a hostage. So far, that hasn't happened in the hours since they issued that warning. Partly, it seems that the Israelis have given uh, warnings before going in. If there were to be a
1: ground invasion, Ethan, you mentioned it hasn't happened uh, since the 2014 war between Israel and Gaza. Draw the parallels for us. What kind of complications, what kind of difficulties could the Israeli military face if it were to mount a ground invasion in the Gaza Strip?
5: Well, you know, they're on someone else's territory that they don't have a clear map of. The Hamas has been uh, very skilled uh, at. at keeping things underground and making it hard for the Israelis to survey them. I mean, the, the all that happened last Saturday was uh, obviously uh, planned outside of the sight and listening tools of the Israelis. So uh, Hamas has become quite skilled at that. It means that uh, Israeli soldiers are going to get killed. It means that civilians there are going to get killed. There'll be an enormous amount of damage. There'll be more people taken hostage and kidnapped. It will be really, really awful. Uh, the Israelis, uh, uh, because of the massacre that occurred on Saturday, are taking, as I said, a very hard-headed approach to this and saying that, that they feel the need to go in with a kind of severity that they haven't ever before, and that the uh, Hamas leaders will never forget so that they never again will be able to carry out such an attack. It's a little hard to know what that means. The rhetoric is very, very powerful. It's, we'll have to see what it means in reality. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today,
1: your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond.